Hello and welcome to another episode of News Explained. I'm your host, Gitanjali Devaka. And today we are going to be talking about an issue which took place on Wednesday. The parliament had witnessed several disruptions and there was a complete washout of sorts. Could this actually be a crisis as far as Indian democracy is concerned? So to understand more about this situation, we have with us Business Line's political editor, Purnima Joshi. Hi, Purnima. As I mentioned earlier, the parliament witnessed a very different scenario unlike other occasions. What is your take on this particular issue? Yeah, well, disruptions are not uncommon to parliament. There have been occasions where a whole session of parliament was boycotted. This is when the UPA was uh, was in power and the opposition boycotted the whole session, winter session, if I remember correctly. But there is a level of cynicism here, which I haven't seen before, because earlier, even in the tenure of NDA1, there were constant efforts from the ruling party side, which is responsible for the functioning of the house. Opposition does use disruption as a strategy to force discussions that uh, the ruling party doesn't want. And there's a whole lot of backroom negotiations that happen, which used to involve senior ministers in the earlier tenure of the NDA. Arun Jaitley was there. Sushma Swaraj was there. And both of them had been leaders of opposition in uh, Rajya Sabha and Lok Sabha, respectively, in the UPA's tenure tenure. So there was a whole lot of backroom negotiations, what you can do, what you should not do, whether you should walk out or not. Everything is coordinated. Here, it seems both the opposition as well as the government, they were totally intent on doing whatever they pleased. The government had a no prisoners taking approach where they had a certain number of bills. They needed to get it passed. They knew they had the majority in both the houses. So they didn't care to engage the opposition much. The opposition, I personally feel that it was a huge strategic mistake. So it's okay to raise issues which also have wide public uh, importance, uh, Pegasus snooping scandal or farmers' uh, issues. Farmers have been sitting in Jantan Mantar and on the Delhi borders for quite a while now. So I'm not saying those are not important issues. But you look at the uh, number of hours lost. Over 70 hours lost. in But if you look at it, it's, in a way, the opposition says that the government has not reached out to them and the government says that the opposition is disrupting the whole proceedings for no reason. So is there a possible solution in this case? Well, you know, the thing is that these are all stated positions. The As I explained to you, right now, the government doesn't really need the opposition's support in anything. They have the majority to pass the bills. Opposition knows this. This is a majority government in 30 decades. So earlier governments needed to negotiate bills because they needed the support of the opposition. This is uh, for the first time they have a majority status even in the Sabha. So they don't really need the opposition support and the government knows it. I'm not saying that the government doesn't reach out to the opposition, but the kind of intent and the kind of intensity that used to be shown earlier in engaging with the opposition is not there right now. And the opposition knows this. They know that the government doesn't really need them. They know that they will pass the bills regardless. So they feel that they should raise the issues that they should be using, raising in both the houses, because the government doesn't want to, although Prime Minister said that we are ready to discuss anything. But I think, you know, the mistake here, of course, the government cynicism is very unfortunate, because if you look at the number of ordinances that keep getting issued after the passage of a bill, now ordinance is a very unfortunate way to keep 
getting promulgated of using a legislation even if it's financial sector and you say that okay reforms take time and every law needs to be looked at again in terms of the dynamism that it surrounds in the financial sector and it needs to come back to parliament and in covid times if you need to issue ordinances then so be it but the trend of ordinances it reflects a lackadaisical approach of the legislature only even the legislature has not debated a bill properly and i think it, it's a huge fault both on the part of the government as well as the opposition to not debate bills for instance you look at a bill like general insurance bill now what does this bill entail it basically has four amendments but the crux of this bill really is to minimize shareholding criteria of the government 51% the government can exit any of the five major insurance companies now this is a very concrete privatization of insurance sector whichever side of the spectrum you come from whether you want reforms of and privatization in the insurance sector or you don't want it and you want it protected earlier like it has been in the last four or five decades this is a very critical legislation and look at the time invested in this it was introduced on 2nd august it was passed in 2nd august without one minute of debate interesting you brought that up because the only time perhaps both both sides were to discuss the obc list so it is sort of relevant what you just said right now insurance privatization is also a political issue but it is not a political issue that gets you the eyeballs like the quotas do that may be a crude way of putting it but issues that have become very overtly political like the farm laws have or the quotas have then there is the clamor for their discussion now even with the farm laws like i talked about ordinances where was the need ordinances supreme court has called an ordinance a fraud on the law you cannot be using ordinance as an instrument to bring in laws when there is an elected parliament here where was the need to bring in farm laws as an ordinance you have not even consulted your your own allies who quit the government the kali dal and the farmers are sitting here for the last you know 8 9 months at the delhi borders that kind of situation should not prevail and i think it's right that the opposition should protest against it but for the opposition to not discuss the general insurance bill in lok sabha at all where they know they don't have a majority this is the reality the government is intent on they have declared their intent in the budget this is the corollary of the general budget where the government had said that we will privatize the insurance sector the general insurance business nationalization amendment bill 2021 has a very clear objective of minimizing shareholding criteria of 51% of the government in one of the insurance companies that is very clear now you want to debate it or not you want to discuss it or not should people not know where it is going should people not have a you are our representatives i may come from whichever side of the spectrum i come from but i think it's a travesty that it should get passed in the lok sabha without a single minute of debate and whose fault is that the government wants the bill passed they had declared their intent why is the opposition not participating in that debate now pegasus is important they has to you have to prioritize just because an issue is complicated for people to understand it doesn't generate any political capital for anybody but in real terms it affects the lives of people very poor people middle class people and you let it go in the rajya sabha now the reluctance on the part of the government to send any bill 
to standing committees and standing committees to be reduced to this level of politicking i have never seen bureaucrats by boycotting standing committee meetings standing committee is a mini parliament its job is to look at every aspect of a bill i think the job of parliament and parliamentarians is to look at the law in every clause every proviso every preamble and look at the commas and the full stops even those are criteria for interpretation of statutes as far as the law goes forget about commas and your full stops which can also change the meaning of the interpretation of a statute you're not even looking at the statute at all and letting it pass now the bill has been passed after that what can you do so are you saying that there is a sort of preference of politics over policy in such cases totally from the part of the government as well as for, from the part of the opposition now i'm not saying that the debates that they have been asking for are not relevant debates i think pe- pegasus is a very important issue uh, but does should should that overshadow everything else should that completely compromise the integrity of parliament as an institution i have never seen the kind of protest that happened in the standing committee headed by shashi tharoor now everybody does politics politics is part of policy making also and politics is not a dirty word and in, in participatory democracy the partisan sort of stands that parties take let people decide which side they want to choose it is an essential part of constitutional democracy i'm not saying it has no importance and politics is not a dirty word and in the committees for information technology etc now again you have the bjp mp's boycotting the committee heading uh, headed by shashi tharoor you had bureaucrats not attending those meetings what happens now is that congress does its own brand of politics bjp has not cared to look at what the structure of the standing committee actually signifies for parliamentary functioning they are intent on pushing their agenda everybody is intent on pushing their agenda here nobody has asked the question why parliament this session did not list the data protection bill at all when there is so much debate happening around us when there are court cases being fought where the government has formed new it rules this is a growing area india is one of the few countries which doesn't have a data protection bill and every big social media giant is taking shelter behind the fact that we don't have a data protection bill whatsapp changes its privacy settings and we are the only country where they tell us that if you don't graduate to the new privacy settings which means that they can share our personal data with every new entrepreneur through facebook if we don't sign on it we can get out of that now how equitous is that and who protects our rights and our privacy as citizens is government but the government is going to the courts and saying no 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 they they are not doing it in any other country they are doing it in india and whatsapp and facebook very rightly they come and say okay you have a data protection bill if the bill doesn't permit us to do this we will not do it so what we're actually looking at here is that there are actually very relevant topics of debate but neither the opposition nor the current government seem to be looking at those points of discussion but they have their own agenda in mind and that's what they bring to the parliament is it yeah yeah so government's agenda is stated what i'm saying is that tactically it is a very big mistake by the opposition to walk into largely about about posturing and so on and strategy mostly now government strategy is very simple they have a majority in the houses they can pass any legislation they want the opposition should know this and they know it now it it works for the government 
fine if they introduce the general uh, insurance bill or the tribunal reforms bill now look at the implications of the tribunal reforms bill look at the implications it has on the intellectual property right legal regime it is doing away with tribunals and it is it is getting back the issues of trademark etc to the high courts now all of these have implications for business for common people for everybody and government has a certain viewpoint on it which is why they have drafted a legislation is it not fair for the other side people like me who do not support the general insurance bill as it stands because there is insecurity involved here there is i want the financial sector to be protected i may be a supporter may or may not be a supporter of total nationalization of banks and financial sector so why is my point point of view not being considered at all in the passage of this bill after all it is the house of the people and those people have been elected by us and they are letting this one particular side go past legislature into the realm of implementability without any debate so if we're looking at the productivity side of lok sabha and the raj sabha lok sabha registered like a 21% productivity while the raj sabha registered a 28% productivity so how does that have an impact i am paying them through my nose i, I pay my tax and i need some answerability in this i mean you look at the seventh session of the 17th lok sabha this is the sixth session in the first session how many hours were devoted how many matters were of public importance was raised during zero hour zero hour is an important hour where matters that have not been listed that matters that have not been registered are raised by various mps there were 1066 such matters raised in the first session of the 17th lok sabha how many such matters were, were were raised during the zero hour in this session which has been held after a long time after covid there are so many issues that people have zero so basically there's no sense of accountability they're not doing the citizens justice by what they've just done not at all now i i am not saying that one thing should be at the cost of the other and i'm not saying that the cynicism cynicism displayed by the government is right in this i think it's an insult to parliament to not have your bills debated on the bankruptcy court i mm. remember a long discussion in parliament now that has also gone through various amendments and and various ordinances had to be introduced because it was a new concept it was again a reform measure that was still undergoing this process of dynamism dynamism etc and i remember one of the mps virapa moyli saying that when you debate a bill when you debate a bill of this scope and nature and scale which which is bringing in a large reform then it needs to be gone through with a tooth comb and he cited a particular bill which he led as commerce minister which was sent to the standing committee on finance uh, headed by yashwant sinha at that point and it had suggested some 126 amendments the standing committee in the bill all of which were incorporated in that bill now these are not partisan petty politicking matters these are issues that concern lives of people when you're talking about insurance when you're talking about things like lic very poor middle class people invest in it now whether their investments should be secure or not whether the government should be there or not these are issues that need very very careful consideration and it is the duty of the opposition to be participating in these discussions and not have them pass not have the government a free field day and pass whatever they like 
on the floor of the house because they have the majority it is wrong strategy it is careless it is irresponsible not only on the part of the uh, of the opposition but also on the part of the government after all there is something called the collective wisdom of the house the government of the day doesn't know everything there is to know about a subject there is there is a wisdom that uh, that the opposition brings to reforms after all and so if you have former finance ministers former prime ministers sitting there they would have something to say on the matter and to completely neglect that and have this i know it all attitude it results in the kind of things that happen where you keep getting ordinances issued even on on something like air quality management in in delhi ncr uh, region you have an ordinance why an ordinance is brought about when there is an exigency when there is an emergency situation where is the emergency here in air quality management i don't understand this but yeah. if we're looking at the state as such the state legislators there isn't much legislative business so to speak in fact there's just more protests and disruptions if one may say so are you saying that this is actually a question in terms of india's democracy at large because let's say let's say at a national level you have a different scene but down when it comes to states it's a very different game altogether this kind of cynicism percolates down to the legislatures state legislatures they have the same makeup they have the same power the governments uh, the provincial governments also have similar powers granted by constitution to bring in ordinances and then get in getting them repromulgated through governors and they do the same thing in fact the supreme court's observations on ordinances being a fraud on the constitution was in the case of bihar which was passing something like 200 ordinances because there was no debate in the assembly at all of any kind do we want this kind of total chaos in the country uh, you know so question is are people hesitant to engage in debate the positions have been hardened to such an extent and the polity has been so divided here that there is no meeting ground i see on anything i'm not saying these are non serious people but what happens is that if one person behaves in a certain way and there is no reaching out so the other person will respond in kind where is the need for the opposition to hold a mini parliament outside parliament why was there reluctance to allow a proper debate on pegasus for instance why not there are major issues i mean you had um and you can't take the stand that was taken on the very first day by the ruling party saying this is a propaganda by congress to destabilize parliament and so and no such thing was done and that's it that was a statement issued by the minister now this is a journalistic investigation it doesn't involve to dismiss a media outlet completely as some kind of congress stooge there is an international angle to this story all established media houses majority of media established media houses reputed media houses the guardian the washington post the associated press they are all involved in this investigation which has which has continued for 2 3 months and the wire has published this these stories and every established media house in in india has reproduced those stories now should this not be discussed in parliament when you have a majority in the house when you can shout people down when you can do all of this why shouldn't there be why why there is a de- reluctance to to debate issues i thought we had a wonderful debate on covid why couldn't right. that be repeated you had an mp like uh, manoj jha of the rashtriya janata dal a much maligned party in terms of parliamentary and legislative uh, etiquette 
make a, a speech that went viral on the social media because it was so heartwarming and so mature. Why can't we see that more often? So I think the government is as much to blame as the opposition, which is completely lacking in strategy in all of this and letting these very, very critical legislations pass without an iota of debate or collective wisdom of, of parliament reflected in this. And the citizens are the losers in this. And this kind of thing, like you're saying, pointing out, that it percolates down to the state legislatures then. And uh, there is no order or constitutional spirit reflected in the in governance then. So what's the permanent solution to such problems? I mean, to ensure that there's healthy debate and a consensus that one can draw from these discussions? Nothing works in India without pressure from below. I mean, farm laws are such a huge issue because there is a movement from below. And I think there is need, not just in the media, also in the civil society everywhere to press for better functioning of parliament. This is absolutely not acceptable. Thank you so much, Purnima ma'am, for joining us on News Explained. For more videos, do follow us on our YouTube channel. And you can also follow us on our Spotify channel, Business Line Podcast, Google Podcast, and the website, www.thehindubusinessline.com. 